0: Everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of Dimming the Gaslight. You know me, my name is Mac, and thank you so much for coming back for episode 25. Um, Before we get started, I want to thank you guys for uh, the feedback from last week's episode. Um, I'm glad that you guys liked my stories about crawling through the window in order to get my laundry out of the laundry machines. And uh, thank you for reaching out to me about my absolutely psycho ex who is just following me. And just she's just incapable of making things amicable. Um, But that being said, thank you guys so much for your feedback for last week. And then also I wanted to thank you guys. I said in last week's episode that I wanted um, to bank some episodes. And I guess that's all it took because I got a lot of messages from you guys. Um, I've recorded some of the episodes. I got a couple of them coming up this week. So thank you so much for those of you who reached out. Um, I can't wait to hear from all of you guys. And uh, I'm really excited to do an episode with you. Um, so the episode that I have today, the coolest thing about this podcast is that I get to interview people that I really admire. And, uh, the person that I have on this podcast has quickly become, uh, one of my closest friends. Um, he's got a really cool story and, uh. For the first time ever, I'm going to do an interview face-to-face with somebody, so I hope you guys enjoy this. Um, Before we do get started, though, you know I'm going to plug my normal stuff, so please follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at dimming underscore the underscore gaslight. Please, if you'd like to be a part of the show, uh, email me at dimmingthegaslight at gmail.com. And as always, as I ask, please rate, review, subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcast if you like the show, and uh, let's keep the momentum going. Um, so like I said, the person that I have on this episode, this is a really, really cool one. I hope you guys like it and uh, check it out. All right everybody, welcome back to another episode of Dimming the Gaslight. So, for the first time ever, I am doing a live episode with a friend of mine. Um his name is Mike and Mike and I actually we met through a mutual friend. Um we were both going through breakups and and mutual hardships and a friend of us plugged us in together and uh you know, he said that you guys should meet because uh you know, maybe you guys can relate. So it's kind of funny. I met Mike almost on like a coffee date. <laughs> And Mike and I got some coffee and we walked in the park and I will admit to you, like I had some verbal diarrhea on this guy because I just unloaded with all my stuff and he was a complete stranger. And, um, you know, he just listened and he was, you know, super understanding. And, uh, so we've gotten to be pretty good friends. And, and, um, so for the first time ever, I'm going to do a live episode with him. Um, I Told him a little earlier today, I'm in need of a place to stay, so I don't sleep in my car tonight. And uh he was very gracious in allowing me to, you know, stay in his place with him. So um I said in return, I'll get some Chinese food and let's do a podcast. So we finished our Chinese food, and uh here we are. So everybody say hi to Mike and Mike say hi to the podcast world.
1: Hi everybody. Hi, Dim in the gaslight.
0: <laughs> so uh Yeah, I think you guys are going to be able to relate to this story. So um, I wanted to bring him on. And, uh, you know, like I said, this is cool because we're sitting in the room together. Uh, Mike, let's get started. What do you want to talk about?
1: Okay, I can kind of go into how I met my ex. It's kind of right around the same place where me and Mac met. Uh, We were... hanging out with some mutual friends and i really didn't i never seen her before and and some people introduced us and we were kind of just hanging out outside it was like a nice spring day like it was today and i think it was actually closer to summer it was august 2016 and just hanging out and and um i want i wanted to get to know this person better because she was interesting to me and we were at this cafe i remember and it was one of those like open mic nights where you can do whatever you want.
0: You didn't take it to the same cafe you took me to, right? No, 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 no. (laughs) it wasn't Java. (laughs) So it
1: was like, you know, people could go up and play a song or they can recite a poem or something. And, um, so I was, I was mesmerized because she was talking to like everyone in the room and I knew she had like an arts background. So I didn't know if she was like a singer or a performer and all of a sudden she's like, she sees me and like, I'll be right back. And she goes right up and she does this like spoken word performance, like off the top of her. Was it head. like an open mic night? It was an open mic night. <laughs> and she kind of went to like this her acting muscle. She hasn't done that in a while. And she did that for like five minutes. And I'm like, I was just like, blown away. Was it good? It was good too. Sweet. Yeah. She had no, like, I mean, she had acting training. She had, I don't know if she had probably some musical background and, um, she did like a slam poem all about her. And it, she had the whole crowd in the palm of her hand. It was Yeah, so I could done. see that'd be pretty hot. Yeah. So we exchanged. We were, she said she had to go outside and vape after. I remember that.
0: <laughs> I'm sitting here vaping. <laughs> you just looked
1: at me and you just sit outside and vape. I'm vaping during this episode. I remember she was talking to this. And I, I saw some of her compassion too, because there was this guy that she didn't have to talk to, but she was like kind of, given her airtime and he was a a blind gentleman. So I'm like, kind of like, I was impressed with that, too. She was just like, you know, she was giving him, letting him speak and like, hearing him out, even if he wasn't that interesting. He was just, I, I was just like, I don't know, I was kind of wrapped up in all of her, her performance and her, she showed compassion too. So after we got out of the cafe, I asked her for her number. Mm-hmm. and we ended up like usually like i'll wait to call someone or text somebody and like i texted her right or she texted me something like that when we got home we were like texting back and forth all yeah, night yeah so it was one of those like right away we started talking and so we're we're into the same music we had common interest in movies and it,
0: it just well, and just have... having that level of confidence to and stand confidence. up yeah. in front of like a whole bunch of people and do like the spoken word thing and you said like she had people in the palm of her hand so like you were walking away going damn that's pretty hot and i can see how that'd be hot too like that was pretty cool
1: it was um
0: i like that artsy fartsy stuff
1: (laughs) (laughs) so as i got to know her i I found out she was going through like a messy divorce so she wasn't pretty much out of her house yet she was kind of still in things with her ex and i was like
0: how far out was she do you know do you remember two three
1: months maybe Uh and like a five-year marriage
0: She was like, Stella got her groove back and she was getting up there doing (laughs) like the, doing like the spoken word thing, like getting her confidence and stuff. So
1: I really, I didn't know if she she was looking to date anybody because, but I found this out later, but I was like in a kind of a a weird spot too. Like I was just getting back out into the dating world too. So like, I didn't know if I was going to end up dating somebody.
0: How far were you away from your last relationship?
1: Maybe about the same amount of time. Wow. Okay. So then it's not that fishy. Not that fishy, no. So we start to hang out with each other. Like she came over, hung out with me. I went, we couldn't really go to her place because her ex was there. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Still? She was moving out. Okay. So that's red flag
0: number one. And she had to come. But here. you
1: didn't see it as a red flag at the time, no, huh? No, I didn't. Okay. No. And it, things are all, you know, like when things are like in the beginning, it's yeah. all like everything is positive. Like who cares if you're going through a divorce and, you and you're say, hot and you do poetry. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And um, so it must have been like the second or third date or something. And one of those like cute moments where like she you know accidentally hits your leg with her hand and stuff like that. She's touching you or touching your hand. Like, you know something's going to happen soon, right? <laughs> so like all of a sudden she turns to me and we both kind of like we just kissed each other. Wow. And, like Immediately. I I'm mean... Like, Then we just started this snowballed into like a romance into when her divorce papers were being signed. That's what happened. She had kids? No, no kids. Hmm. So, and I would still get some residual, like, because she had to sometimes excuse herself to talk if her ex called her and stuff like that. I I knew that I would give her space to do what she had to do. I was being respectful of that. I I knew that, that she was holding on to something painful because like she would sometimes I would hear her go off to the other room and just... Break down and cry like uncontrollably. She was still like reeling from that,
0: and I'll bet my ass that she blamed him for whatever she was crying for. Of course, you know, like he was berating her, he was degrading her, whatever it was, and she was playing the damsel in distress, and she wanted you to save her.
1: And I was like the rock that she right. could lean on. Right, yeah. so, you were the knight in shining armor. So, and, like in a way, it kind of gave me that support role from the very beginning. That I was like, I was there to protect her. I was there to to be there for her at this shoulder to cry and whatever you want to call it so as of course we're hanging out mostly at my house or outside and going on dates and coffee houses or wherever we're gonna go movies and i actually got to see one of her plays she was like writing a play at the time so like she invited me to the play she act too she acted too but this she was more. So she has
0: that charisma like I don't know if you use the word charisma for women but the she has yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
1: so I was drawn to that and it was all exciting and new. Mm-hmm. I didn't you know you don't think of the negative falling and especially in the first 3 months like you don't see hardly any of that. So within that span of time we see each other pretty much like three four times a week she's coming over here hanging out and then going back to her house and plus she's bouncing out i know that you know as i'm starting to know more about her she's taking care of her mom a lot her mom's in in poor health so she's a caretaker too on top of Doing acting and some other odd things to get money. Not, not like, like sketchy
0: jobs. When you but say like, odd things yeah. to get money. I'm not, nobody can see me right now, but my eyebrows was like, <laughs> odd things to get money.
1: <laughs> Turn tricks. She had a caterer that she would help out now and then. So you get a catering gig and you would do that to get
0: side uh, side jobs.
1: Side jobs. Okay. Yeah, but it would add it to your, your weekly income. Okay, got it. It just wouldn't be conventional nine to five. With this whole performance that I go check out, I see her... I get to meet her parents for the first time.
0: How far was that into like the first, the, the relationship? Four or
1: five months, maybe. I See, personally, yeah. like
0: I've heard that before. Four or five months doesn't sound that crazy to me. Yeah. I don't know it if wasn't. the listeners out there think. uncomfortable, really. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. that's good. How'd you get along with her parents?
1: I shook her father's hand. It was very respectful. Eye and contact. Eye contact. Strong grip. Strong, <laughs> strong grip. grip yep. Everything like that. Her her mother was kind of, she she comes from, she's a singer. She was grew up as a singer. So she's coming from the arts background too. And I remember she did this thing with her hair. She had her hair back and she's like, watch what I'm going to do. And grabbed her hair and just flipped it back. And it's just, it's like kind of a weird first impression, but it was like, I'm bold and I'm, I'm her mom. Like, that's like kind of where it came from.
0: You know, what's funny is like, so I'm listening to you and I'm thinking maybe the performance part of the whole thing is the illusion for the cover up of who they really are. And I don't know. Listen, I mean, we'll get to
1: it, I'm sure. But like it foreshadows a bunch, I'm sure. So it was a a great show. Like the the play performance was good and the, the after party, the dinner we had. So I think her mom's last words was like, so I think we'll be seeing a lot more of you then, right? Like that, like Sounds kind like of her the, mom's hitting on you. Like, like, she's she's kind of setting us up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: please take her off our hands. That's what her mother's really saying. Please give, take her off her our hands. Give her a place to stay. Yeah. <laughs> Get her out of this situation. Jesus. Yeah.
1: All things were were pretty much good. It seemed in the beginning. Um, plans got very serious very quick because she needed an apartment, and I had kind of a place to stay because it's just me in my house. So. She did say that she wanted to do the apartment thing on her own because she wanted, you know, just, she didn't want to lean on me for a, a residence or whatever. So she ends up getting the apartment. I help her find it.
0: That's weird because a lot of times nobody nobody falls in love faster than a narcissist who needs somebody,
1: needs a place to live. Right. So this is all within the first year, very sudden, within six months probably.
0: So yeah, she, but she needs to prove to herself that she's not the reason her marriage
1: ended. Right, of right. course. So we get into, um, the the six month whatever and i don't think she's been in her apartment at a the thirty days, the first thirty days, she probably didn't stay there for ten of them. Like she would go there the afternoon, and just I, I think really think she wanted just to spend time with me, and mm-hmm. she would end up. So I don't even know why you're paying for your apartment at <laughs> that to that point because it was us. It's still new and fresh, and we're not sick of each other. We're not arguing, so it's all this rush of. There's a oh, word for that. The love bombing. There of, you are. Yeah, just <laughs> like every episode. I know. So, Hell is the oldest. <laughs> time. So as we progress, you know the bottom hasn't fallen out yet I haven't seen any negatives we get into I'd say like the first winter together and the holidays I start to bring around to my parents and I get to spend holidays with her her family it's all positive and good in the beginning I'm going to fast forward a little bit it gets are we going to cohabitate pretty quickly not even a year passes within the first year so this is our first really test that I I see my situation is this house This is kind of the situation i'm in now my mom had this house as an estate and she needs someone to look over it i'm the only child in the family so i didn't have a place to stay when i was moving out of my house so like i i agreed that i would look over the house pay rent and pay whatever expenses there were now that was two years before i met my ex so this is the situation that she knew and i explained to her and The way this house is now, I could show it if I was going to show it to a real estate agent. But at that time, it was like boxes everywhere. Attic was full. Garage was full. I was in no shape to move out. What she wanted was she didn't want to stay here and cohabitate here. She wanted to move out, get her own place together. So this is the first point where I kind of saw her. And I start to suggest apartments to her, two towns over Bloomfield, and then all of a sudden, like these horns went up. Why would I want to move there? What's wrong with Bloomfield? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like our towns are—they're not much different. You go town to town, just the the signs change, really. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. maybe a few landmarks. Mm -hmm. And what I found out was that her ex's family had—you know—she had part of his family was in Bloomfield. So another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it?
0: She knew that you had a sentimental attachment to this house. Right. And she wouldn't allow you to continue that sentimental attachment
1: here. Right. So as this progresses, I said, like, I would have to, in order to move out of here, I would have to clean all this stuff out, which is a monumental task in a a short amount of time. I would have to set up a renter or a real estate agent. And I'm my my name's not even on this deed. So Mm -hmm. I would have to do all this with, with my parents. So- we went over to talk to my parents about this, what our plans were, and this just—it sent the whole room was just—we're all arguing at each other because, well, you don't know the situation, and well, you have no right talking to me like this. And I really saw—I mean—a whole other person came out because she wasn't getting what she wanted. So it, this this spiraled into we'd never, we never—we didn't have family get-togethers. She wasn't invited to anything because. My parents didn't want to see her, mm-hmm. like, you know what she said to me. And like, and then this is when the, the rift started to happen. I was pulled apart with just doing things with her family. And then my parents didn't want to see me. Mm-hmm. And then this threw us into couples counseling. So
0: I can relate, man. Yeah. I, I, I did a recent episode, a couple episodes ago, about the division that she put between me and my family. And um regrettable, super regrettable, because, you know, I'm going back and I'm I'm trying to uh, clean up my side of the street. You know, I realized that even though I was severely brainwashed, still I had free will and I made a
1: lot of mistakes. So yeah, I can relate to that. We're thrust into this cu- couple's counseling that I agree to, but I didn't know this, th- the therapist that she chose that she'd used for herself as a- With the
0: marriage counselor. The marriage counselor. Fucking bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Of so- course she did. And so, what does the marriage counselor think? Duh. What do you like? What do you keep coming with every guy you have? Like, right. what the fuck? So, so maybe I go, you're the problem.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I go into there with, you know, an open mind and, and I'm telling my side of the story. And every time she says something, the, the therapist is backing her every time she brings up a point even if way off the chart she's supporting it and then turns her finger to me like so what are you going to do about it what am i that's gonna what the do? therapist said said to me because we're talking about our situation with the house and the apartment and everything well the only thing i can really do is get a better job because i need more money to move uh, out of there yeah and i have to start cleaning the house out right in this
0: nobody can see you right now but your eyes are getting yeah. big and intense right yeah. now <laughs> Be- because i knew
1: well, what i had to do I mean, like.
0: What do you mean, what am I going to do about it? This is my childhood fucking home.
1: It it was all on top of me to do what I had to do. Oh, my God. She doesn't have to do anything. Like, she could just sit there and just choose the apartment. Play the princess. And play the princess, right? So I actually start applying, like, that week to other places, Uh to other jobs, which it took actually six months to get my resume even out there.
0: And did you like the job that you had before you were switching?
1: I did, but I was actually trying to move anyway I want to like go to a, a higher position okay. so I can get it's fair. more money, more commission. I'm in you know, in a commission driven business. So so as I I I get the ball rolling and I go back to the next session, I said like, "Look, I'm doing everything I can to right the situation and I want to move forward with you know my significant other here so there's just more pressure being thrown at me well it's not enough this like what are you gonna do i'm like well i'm gonna walk right out of here right, right now. And that's right, what i did right like, and
0: then you get mad I and get then mad. you look like the bad guy yeah, because
1: I, you're not allowed to express your emotion
0: but so, you're like, i'm exhausting all my options here exactly. what more do you want from me so
1: <laughs> my counseling Session was over. At, you know, like where I never had to go back after that. Good of fucker. So
0: it's really hard to find a good good therapist, it especially. I mean, listen, with a narcissist. I mean, like I've I have this like jaded view of the mental health world because I've had really bad marriage counselors that she triangulated against me you know it makes me sit here and as i'm saying these words makes me think like am i the narcissist but no like my therapist was telling me oh no my ex's mother should have been at the birth of my children and who am i to say she's the one pushing the baby out of her i'm the bad guy Mm. and i'm and and here i'm thinking like the birth of our child should be about a husband and a wife and i have to involve her mother in it i don't get why but anyway go ahead i'm sorry Mm. so
1: i i really thought we were going to probably break up after this and we did go through a um, a really hard time where we were arguing all the time and it was just getting to that toxic point where, you know, why are we, well, if we can't get past this rift, these rough patch, like, how, how are we going to go forward? And somehow we got through it. I guess we just said, we'll give this a try because we've, we've already had, like, a year together or whatever. We got, I got along good with her family. Her ex uh, supposedly didn't get along with her family. And Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> I guess maybe because I put up with more shit. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really You're know. You are probably more of a pushover. And... I mean that in the nicest way, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, my family wasn't even like to keep our relationship intact, I had to keep my family completely out of it. Like, mm-hmm. I had to push them to completely, if you're seeing my arm right now, completely mm-hmm. to the side. And it, it drove this, I would only see like when I used to see my parents maybe once a week, twice a week. Now I was just seeing them on holidays. That's how infrequent it got. And every time it was so uncomfortable because they would say oh you have to go back to her now they would make me feel guilty for going to her she would make me feel guilty to go it was just so uncomfortable and I, like i almost had to turn my feelings off when every time i had to go visit yeah, my family that's I how know. It, and that sucks to think now i know it. i get it so future was very uncertain until it just became i guess like force a habit i would just leave things out i would just be on eggshells i would just not talk about my parents like if i'm going to see my parents i'm like oh, i'm going I'm gonna see my friend after work. I'm like, like, what can mm-hmm. I say? Like, mm-hmm. it's just gonna cause an argument. Right, you're just
0: trying so. to, yeah, you're tr- just trying to avoid the conflict.
1: Yeah, and and it, how
0: awful is that? You can't even like, you can't even talk uh, about your fucking family, like, dude, and all the time. I'm, I bet you're still going with her family too,
1: right? Oh, that, I was just gonna get into that. So, like, every event I would go and I actually got along with her cousins. I got along with her her mom. I would go see her because. Um, When she'd be caretaking, I would be hanging out with her father downstairs. So we'd be watching TV. We have kind of like the same biting sense of humor. He would get my jokes and I would just vibe with him, whatever. And all my time was like for her family, for her. But not to say that it was all work or it was all negative. There was still good times we had. We still had we went to concerts together. We still hung out with mutual friends. but what I was noticing, the range of what, my options of where I could go, if she was with that eggshells thing, it became like all these other little things. If there was a movie that she was easily offended by, oh, I can't watch anything from that actor anymore. <laughs> There's a comedian I, that I laughed at that she found offensive or something or misogynistic. No, I can't watch you gotta that. You got to give that up. You got to yeah. give this up. You so got to so give I'm everything like, up. I'm like checking all my boxes and I'm like, I'm getting like boxed into a corner here. Right. And, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And it just keeps getting like... The, I want to hear if you're the, anything like me when you get boxed into a the, corner. The more ridiculous. And then all of a sudden, I'm the type of person, I'm, I'm very easygoing. If I, yeah, you are. If I have an argument, I'll just say it and I don't want to escalate it. And then it got to the point where like, what the fuck? And, yeah. th- and then I just like snap. Yeah. And then like I look at... What and, the fuck? Yeah. yeah. And then I remember because she had this big thing about um, other girls because I think of past jealousy issues with her ex because he cheated on her so if i was say if i um a friend of mine texted me that was a female or something it would be it would be like a g7 meeting it would be like it would turn into fucking world war iii summit right and we'd have to have this like okay i'm gonna burn some incense and i'm gonna we're gonna sit down here (laughs) have some tea (laughs) and then it would start off like that but then it would just like a volcano would erupt
0: that's it she just wanted to pigeonhole you into like i am all you have and and she wanted you to believe that's all you needed.
1: There's no more boxes. I'm your only option. Right. And, and it just became more... And you have to like that. And, you have to want that. And more and more uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And when I was just, wait, my only my only social circle now are your friends. I, when I go out, it's to your family. And the time for me and any other like one of my interests or one of my friends that's like... It's, like, off the page. Like, your your page is completely full. I'm in the little margin.
0: Or if you want to do something, you had to lie about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then that would... You don't strike me as margin. a liar either.
0: No. You know? Like, and they turn you into
1: this person that you don't want to be. Well, do you want to just tell the truth all the time and get blasted
0: Right. It? Or do you just want... You-, you taught me how to lie. I used to say that. You taught yeah. me how to lie because, like, the truth would get me crucified.
1: I had to lie for self-preservation. Exactly. So, um... As we kept going on, and we kept going on, so I was always in this mindset: like things are gonna get, we're gonna get past this, we're gonna get over this, we're gonna get through this. It's hard going. Like years go by, and like 2017, I think 2018. You know, like my parents' opinion of her isn't changing. Her opinion of them isn't changing. All of a sudden, you know, I, and I'm I'm still being the person that's going out of their way to help her with her family, or you know, her her dad needs someone to stay with, or. You know, her mom needs someone to drive her somewhere. Like, I'm there. I'm the guy to, you know, because she she had issues with her legs and stuff like that. So, like, if she would be, say, like, had to help her up the stairs or something, I would run down and and go to her and and doing all these things. And then I'm like, I don't even feel appreciated anymore. These These are just, like, rote things that I'm doing because I'm just so used to doing them. And, I mean, I'm a compassionate person. So, like, I can easily slip into a role where, like, I don't even know I'm being taken advantage of. I'm just overextending myself.
0: Because it just becomes second nature second, to cater to them. It's second
1: nature. Mm-hmm. And and on top of it, like... I First go, nature, actually. Yeah. And, and it's become
0: your personalities to be their caretaker. And if you don't, hell have no
1: fury. And on, on top of it, you know, if, if one little thing doesn't go your way, then I'm getting an attitude on top of it. And I'm I'm getting this attitude because I'm doing the right thing or I'm tempted to the right thing. And... What's it called? Boundaries. And they it, don't like that. Yeah, there's no... There's no boundary. Like it just like that line is just keep getting stepped over and stepped my, over. My my
0: friend Mo called him called her my ex a habitual line stepper.
1: That's it. But I think you lose sight of the boundary because the line keeps moving right all the time. Mm-hmm. So if it was up, you know, twenty yards up, it's thirty yards back. Mm-hmm. It's like it's always like and like you you that's what they call like moving
0: the goalposts. Is like listen, I thought I did everything you asked me to do. Like I took care of your mom. I got rid of my family. I don't see my friends. I don't do anything anymore. And like. What? Like, I thought that's what you wanted. And now I got to make myself even more uncomfortable? And then
1: I could have, like, say, like, I could structure the perfect day where I go see her parents. I drive her back and forth because probably her car had problems with it. We get back here, and then uh, I make her dinner, whatever. And then I do the dishes. Oh, but there's crumbs on the stove. And that turns into some, like, stupid argument or some stupid thing like that. And you get to a point where you're like, are
0: you Fucking kidding me!
1: Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, are you serious? So, um, where we are at this point, she's had a, an ap- apartment like a half hour from here since this whole house thing didn't work. Out. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm still kind of like trying to structure it where I can stay a couple days there, a couple days here, excuse me. And that um, cohabitation isn't on the table for a while. So, uh, we, we go back we we keep going forward in our relationship and we have a really um her parents had this timeshare that they would let us use because it was like they were giving to her because she you know did so much caretaking and they weren't going to use it for a week out of the summer so they would give us this timeshare down um near Atlantic City that mm-hmm. was like the, the the beach resort and we have a, a blast on there like it, it would also be like one week out of the year where we wouldn't fight everything would be kind of because we're in this you know it brought her memories of her childhood and, mm-hmm. and we would just it was like an oasis from, from all our madness that we had with one another <laughs> and we didn't have to think about families we didn't have to think about jobs
0: that's, that's what builds the trauma bond because yes. you have those times where you're like yeah, yeah but Atlantic City was good like yeah. that was good you know exactly so we have these great pictures. like we can do it yeah. it's in us <laughs> And you uh, see
1: it in the pictures, you see it in everything. Yeah, fucking burn those. Right, exactly. So <laughs> <laughs> now I do it. Um, so all of a sudden, I get this idea because like, you know, when you know something is right and you, you're you like, you've been thinking about it, you've been thinking about it, you have to, but something compels you to say something. So we're having this perfect ride home with the sunset and we're driving oh jesus and <laughs> you can see it coming <laughs> and you know we're thinking about all the time we had on the i want to
0: grab you like this is like back to the future and go I back in i'm like don't fuck
1: it. i want to punch myself believe <laughs> <laughs> and i like i just said it like some something came out of my mouth i said like i could just marry you right now fuck. and i said it right there like that and she was like i mean she was like Lit up, but that she she Are kind you of you fucking shocked. kidding me after all the shit I just did to you? How do I fucking get rid of you? I wish she she like though. Uh, anyway, we'll go that. <laughs> so I guess she kind of put that thought in a and kept it tucked in her mind because um, her previous relationship kind of really soured her on the idea of marriage. She mm-hmm. didn't really want to get married again. Hmm. So, but we've been through all this turmoil and all this happiness and all this and we survived it and like and to me it felt like because it was my first relationship that actually even though it was toxic at times it was surviving and it was like, going the distance going the distance And i didn't i didn't see myself separating from her i didn't see myself and you didn't want to lose her i didn't want to lose her but it was hard to keep her yeah you know yeah it, it was like the hardest i had to work in a relationship too So I didn't actually propose to her in the car. That was like the first time I mentioned it. Um, And we actually did have a few couple months afterwards where I would like, yeah, I think this is the person I want to be with. And I wasn't seeing, you know, the, the things that could turn it the other way where when you're clouded in that thought, you're not thinking of the negative. And... I started to ring shop into all that. I'm going to tell you. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. You yeah. probably
0: had a lot of sex in Atlantic City, so that's yeah, probably why you did it. We always did, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and who knows? She could have bought me some lavish gifts and I was kind of... Um... <laughs> could have roofied you to do it <laughs> yeah. too. So I remember going kind of... To why that, are we this crazy? I don't know. <laughs> but something takes us there. I don't know what it is. We want things to be the ideal, what they're not, yeah. I guess, right? So this is kind of like going full circle now. So we go back to where we were, where we met, and I had the the ring in my hand. And I just did that whole like, oh, I've got to tie my shoe, (laughs) but I'm really not. And then she saw me look down, and I looked up, and I said, would you marry me? And the response I got kind of maybe should have tipped me off a little bit (laughs) because... She looked at the ring and she, she's like, she's shocked, of course. And she's like, I kind of have to think about this. Oh my God. And she's like, but I, I do want to marry you, but I want to be engaged for at least a year. Okay. Because I know that she said that she wanted to be together five years before getting married. So we were like crossing that divide. where are like, we're together almost four years. So we're yeah. stretching that yeah, timeline. Yeah. And then maybe... Four years boyfriend and girlfriend, one year engaged. So that's what I was thinking. Like, I mean, what does that extra year the, do that's for what I'm the thinking? decision making? Am I on a conditional Yeah, is like, probation? Yeah, it is legitimately. So, I mean, we went back to the place where she performed. I we had coffee and, and some dessert, or whatever. And we had a nice day just kind of reminiscing about our, our t- first time we met and bringing that all back. Um, uh, Fast forward, we're in 2019, and she actually um, doesn't have a place to stay. So, like it or not, she's back here with me. Mm -hmm. So, she's staying here. And unexpectedly, the pandemic happens. 2020, everybody's locked in together. So, my parents kind of like, it kind of put them at bay, too, because, like, they know she has nowhere to go. We can't see each other because, like, in lockdown, nobody's in contact with one another. So like we're quarantined together. They're quarantined together. (laughs) They can't visit us. We can't visit them. So like, that's kind of like that, that says it all. But um, I thought um, this would kind of be a test for us because we were forced to be alone together. She would only leave during the day. I'd be working, uh, working from home because I had to, and she would be doing her caretaking with her mom. What I didn't know is that her mom had so many ailments and they were catching up to her. I didn't know that she was actually like in really poor health. Every time that I was here, I I must have, in this short amount of time, I, I must have visited her like six times in the hospital. Yeah, I was gonna
0: say, you sound real close with her
1: mom. Yeah, I became, her mom almost became like my mom because she drove my mom away. Mm-hmm. So like- And you needed a mo- mother figure. I needed a mother figure. And yeah. and she filled that role perfectly and she loved me. like, so I was sad. Like, it was I went like, through
0: that too and God do I fucking regret it because my ex's mother is a fucking devil.
1: I heard that episode. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're in 2020. And Actually, the the weird thing is the the, the day where everybody before we uh, actually locked down everything was her birthday. She was like that week, that March 13th week was her birthday. Oh, jeez. So her our last time out was like in a restaurant without masks, and everything was like her cousin family, and we all have it on video and everything. Her cake getting blown out, and. And then she didn't see my parents and I didn't see her parents because of, you know, I wouldn't want to infect each other. And we want to keep that mm-hmm. that whole contact as less as possible. So I didn't really get to, to visit her mom that much from, what was it, March to the summertime. And I was just doing my work thing. Everybody was kind of like, what's going to happen next? And it was a very uncertain time, even though we were contained together, I think the best thing was that she left for the day and she did her thing, I did mine. We weren't on her, in our hair like 24 hours and somehow we bonded through that. I don't know, is that a trauma bond? I don't know. I was going to say absence makes the heart uh, quarantine bond. I was going to say absence makes (laughs) the heart grow fonder. That's what I was thinking.
0: Get the fuck away from me so I have time to miss you. So
1: I'm getting to the next um, thing that really um, was so unexpected. Um, Well, the first thing that happens is I get call back to work because they want us to be like a week on week off type of thing so i'm at work i get this call and her mom was admitted to this urgent care Then mm-hmm. that she had to get sent to the hospital and in in those times like um i went through the spring i, I didn't mention this part but my my uncle was the, one of the first ones to die from COVID. he oh, died wow. like a month after oh i'm sorry it's yeah sucks. yeah so the only time that my parents and her saw each other was my uncle's funeral, and there were going to be like seven people there. So, like, everyone was so much grieving. Like, nobody really had the time to, like you know, pull attitudes out at each other. So, I saw her mom briefly because the funeral was right near their house. So, mm-hmm. I, that's like the last time I saw her mom actually in a well state. Mm-hmm. The three months after that, her, her mom just took a turn for the worse. She had all these things. She had, like, she had these, um, what they call them, a neuropathy on her feet, so she couldn't walk. because She had reoccluding arm, so her arm swelled up. Mm. So she couldn't. Oh, this whole side like lymphedema. Lymphed- is that what it is? Yeah, lymphedema. It yeah. was. Yeah. It was all like blown up and paralyzed. Like she mm. couldn't have. Use My mother her had arm. that too. Yeah, it was awful. And she was a long-time smoker, so that that added to her. She had diabetes. She was a, a cancer survivor. Fairly healthy. Yeah. So it was just like we didn't know what was going to happen next, and the doctor noticed that she had like overwhelming paleness and and they they, i don't think they diagnosed it fast enough but they found out that she had um lymphoma Mm -hmm. so they had to get her to the hospital they had to get her treated right away and she was already in a weakened state so they were kind of limited what they could do so they they took her to this cancer unit whatever and i'm at work and i was actually we were having our our anniversary was in august so we actually took a few days to like celebrate together and I was supposed to go see her mom in the hospital, but I couldn't go into the room cause it was like family, immediate family mm-hmm. only. Mm-hmm. I would maybe see her for like five minutes. So I'm at work and all of a sudden like she's breaking down in tears on the phone and she's like, you better come quick. Like my mom's dying right now. Mm-hmm. And I just told my boss and I was like, he knew the situation. I, I drove down and by the time, I got to the hospital, her mom was already she was gone. gone, yeah. Yeah. So that was like and I had all that time with her mom like since we met and I was I was so close to her and we we were just it was like losing it was a surrogate mom I was losing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we were limited what we could do for the funeral because you couldn't have funeral homes really mm-hmm. big gatherings. So they had like a park after the service and we had this like open it was like a big open park with orchestra and they had people sing for her because was a singer and it was a beautiful gospel service everybody wore white in her honor because they just wanted like a white mm-hmm. funeral that like, light colors and i didn't know how things hard things would get after that because the attachment she had with her mom was very close she was with her pretty much every day probably i mean i gave her so much credit for this for doing her getting her ready to go out bringing her to events and then she would do her meds and nobody knew her I think I don't think some of the nurses knew how much she knew about her mom with her illnesses and all she kept track of all the medications and everything cooked meals for her so if anything her what I say like is like I guess maybe what I could say is a covert narcissism is it, it didn't come out she had plenty of a compassion for I saw it with family members with but when it came to herself or our relationship that's when all this like it was all about her. Mm-hmm. It was, wasn't was about me at all. Mm-hmm. It sounds hard to say. A lot of her caretaking, I had to be put to the side because her mom was such an Health, but mm-hmm. I I wasn't really offended by that or feel pushed aside. I knew that she had to be there for her. But the thing was, I knew what she was capable of as a caretaking person. I just like I never saw that side but, of her. But yeah, you didn't. I saw it. like brief glimpses of it. Mm. So as we're coming home and coming down from everything, she's like crying nonstop. Like all, every night, she's awake, and I feel and I'm there as a shoulder. This is nothing when we first met with her ex. Like, there's nothing to compare it to. And it just seems like because we're going through quarantine, like 2020, I'd be up all night with her. And then, you know, if I wanted to sleep, I'd have to come downstairs because she'd be like looking up photos of her mom or trying to meditate and it was just hard to sleep and I'm, I'm still trying to do my job. The, the only times I could actually do my job was when I left the house because mm-hmm. it was just hard to be in the same space. Like if, if we were going to knock it on each other's nerves, we had to be so someone upstairs, someone downstairs. And I guess...
0: Was she lashing out with grief?
1: Yeah. I mean, she was getting... Angry, kind of the world took my mom away, mm-hmm. but I couldn't do anything to, yeah. to stop it. Right, I mean, and you're
0: a compassionate yeah. person. and yeah. her mom just died, and you're like, I, you know, I don't want to. On top of this, I want to keep the peace, and I don't want exactly. to call her out on. Yeah,
1: I get it. So, um, on top of this, her her mom's father was still alive, mm-hmm. and later that year, he succumbed to something very similar to COVID. He had these breathing issues. He was on a ventilator, and he he ended up passing. In his Mm. 90s, so we went up to see her family in Massachusetts, all the way up, like four or five hours away, and they're just reeling from her mom. And now, you know, her great, her grandfather is dying too. On top of it, good God. So like, we, we just kept getting these, you know, my uncle, her mom, and for some reason, I mean, that sadness drew us together and it kept us together. But we'd still have those those arguments where we weren't understanding each other and we weren't like things weren't looking brighter with like COVID or anything either mm-hmm. so but we were just trying to fight to like survive our relationship and survive our, our lives were really hard because when all time. right when all yeah. this
0: is going down it's still like you don't
1: find peace in each other we don't find peace in each other anymore and maybe we did in the beginning but now our families are falling apart or we're losing people and we're, we're really getting tested like a married couple is getting tested. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're getting our families thrown. Our and you were a, still engaged at the time. Still right? engaged, mm-hmm. yeah. Towards the end of the year, my cousin is actually getting surgery in New York. And she ends up staying here for a couple months. And she's a female. very nice. She met um, my ex in New York one day. We went to dinner. And it was one of those like, oh, she's going to be here for a couple nights. And that turns into like a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of those, right? Mm-hmm. So she's living here. My cousin is living here. In a way, it kind of, like, offset our dynamic. We had had to be kind of more cordial than we were around each other. And that kind of... With her being here was a distraction with my cousin being here because we were taking care of her because she was like going through back surgery. And
0: was it hard for her to keep that mask on of being cordial with somebody else here? I think so. It Mm -hmm. was
1: when we would leave the house. I would see her attitude. I would see her like (laughs) an extra hard on her vape because she was so aggravated. And and she's like, why do I have to take care of this person? And
0: wow. After all the things you just did. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit! You yeah. know how it shows that you're such an empath. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but yeah. it shows that you're such an empath because you did such a good job at taking care of, you know, her mother when her mother was going through things, and also mm-hmm. taking care of her while when it came time for her to reciprocate, she's all grumpy and sucking on her vape too hard because she's just like, oh, I got to get out of this situation.
1: Yeah, because like you know, it's another person using the bathroom and. And we're setting up a, another room for her. We got to clear the room out, and it's like an extra aggravation. I'm like, I mean, I this is the situation. Like, I'm just making the best mm-hmm. out of the situation, and I don't want her to stay any lo- longer than she has to. But you know, we, we have to make right. accommodations right. for her, and that's and um <clears throat> so. The, the thing was, I got a little closer to my cousin because I never really knew her. I, I met her once when I was like two years old. I'm, I'm learning all these new things about her. So that's kind of keeping my head away from the situation of, with the house and everything. And in the meantime, and I, I forgot to mention this part, we, we took in some stray cats too. <laughs> so f- to a person that wasn't a cat lover, she ends up not liking the cats and then now we're feeding them. And you know we're both vegetarian, whatever, vegan. And she ends up, fallen in love with the two cats and now her big plan is that they were outside this whole time Mm -hmm. to bring them inside and she like does all this research on how she wants to bring the cats inside and they were these new little kittens and everything so while my cousin is here they she like opens the door and all these bugs fly in of course because it's like the summertime and we buy all this like cat food and cat toys and stuff and uh, the cats are coming slowly up the stairs they're getting braver and braver and they're staying in the kitchen there and well can we keep them in an hour and then it turns into like a couple hours oh, God. and i'm like if we're gonna stay a couple hours we're gonna need like a cat pan because yeah. there's they're yeah. like shit everywhere <laughs> <laughs> like pee on the couch and everything which they did because they're kittens they don't know any better so all this is happening, and it's weird because I guess everyone grabbed onto something in quarantine. Some people, I guess, you know, got into drawing or they got into their hobby. We got into cats from oh god. from the the quarantine, right? So that's what we became cat parents. Oh god! <laughs> and we like, I mean, I had dogs growing up. I had kitten. I had a cat before. She never. She had like a one dog, and I think she's never had cats. So like, I probably converted her to being a cat mom. Oh god. So this whole thing now, she's like. She, when she wanted a dog, when we were going to have a place like, oh, now I want cats. Now, like, now these are our cats. And she's like, you know, she's naming them. And, and we got, she's
0: also pushing the boundaries too, because she doesn't want your cousin here. Mm -hmm. And, but she's got to find a way to get something for her.
1: Yeah. 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 So the cats become a household item now (laughs) and they stay in the house all the time now because her big plan was since it was getting warm it was just warm later around here. Now it was getting too cold outside for them, so it was like no uh, October, November. Why the
0: fuck is that your responsibility? I know,
1: I know, but it became my responsibility. Oh my God, you don't say no. I so, can never say no. So December becomes their you no. Know, now they're indoor cats. <laughs> oh <God. laughs> and I'm teaching to use the pan that's like over there. There's kitty litter everywhere. Like it's just like there's cat toys everywhere. I'm stepping. <laughs> So so like, you
0: turn into like the fucking tiger king yeah the t- <laughs> tiger king training fucking yeah taking stray cats and they were house.
1: cute size so you know they were <laughs> we're rounding 2020 now right wait so now we're at the end of 2020 my cousin's just about to go back from surgery to new hampshire and um she actually does something very sweet for her she because i was at the work i couldn't take any more time off she takes her to the airport mm-hmm. so you know she gets her packed and everything goes takes her to the airport she's like bon voyage <laughs> we actually did have like a lot of we had some times where we were like hanging out together and mm-hmm. everybody got along but usually it was like she didn't want her here because like oh you know, now we can't be intimate, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like, it's like the third person is the third wheel. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like oh, she has to go to the store. You have to go twice now. It's and, family and it's she's family. in need. Yeah. Like, come on. She's in need. And she just had back surgery. She's on a cane. So she's like, and, mm-hmm. you know, we have to do a little more for her. So so I actually, I did give her, you know, s- some credit for, for stepping up and taking her to the airport. And now we're, we're rolling into... Till our last year together was just twenty twenty one, so now the now that my cousin is gone, the conversation comes up again about cohabitating somewhere else mm-hmm. because um, I did have some success cleaning stuff, some of this stuff out. Actually, yeah, because uh, what I think of now when my cousin was um, saying she got home, all right, we were looking at apartments, so we were. I agreed to like because I didn't want to stay here anymore either, and I I wanted us to move forward as a couple away from any familial influence of my parents and her cause they rip each other's throats mm-hmm. out. And, and now that like she was just taking care of her father. Now it was like time to move on and do something, go somewhere else. So I know that her cousin was helping her look for apartments and we, every time I would have a day off or something, we would go on these like endless apartments. like and it had to be, this type of apartment. It, it couldn't be in a house because she had that experience, I guess, with a bad landlord in a house with her ex. So any past, couldn't have any past memory of that. We couldn't live in any town that her family members lived, mm-hmm. in, her ex's family lived. So we had to go somewhere. It was almost close enough to where I could still make the commute to work. So she thought that much about me, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it still had to be in a garden apartment. It had to be on the second floor because... She was been on the first floor and she had some guy with stop banging around, banging yeah, around. Yeah. so I had to be on the second floor. So, a lot of things, and they had to take cats too. So, we had to get the cats. Oh god, out. So no yeah. fucking cats, yeah, right. So, the cats had to come. So, we find this place, um, in New Providence, uh, which is like yeah, like 35 minutes from here, Berkeley Heights, that area. So, it's people that don't know New Jersey, it's North Jersey's here, Central Jersey, and mm-hmm. we're. This area is, like, not directly in the center, but it's, like, off to the west a little bit. You mm-hmm. have to kind of venture west a little. And it's, like, a different type of town. You're, like, up in the mountains, and you're kind of sequestered from things. Here, it's, like, more you're closer to New York. and mm-hmm. so Busier over here. Busier. It's a lot quieter over there. So we find this apartment. It's It's got, like, I think she she was, like, for him to take it, it's got to have this cause he does laundry all the time. So we have to have a washer in there, a dryer in the apartment. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be on the, you know, like second floor, second floor. And it's gotta be something where he could put his weight set. So like, she was thinking of little things that you would like to get me. So her. she could be
0: like, see, you're not, it's not <laughs> all bad. It's
1: not all bad. Right. So I actually, I did like the apartment and impulsively I didn't, because my head was with her and not, you know, like mm-hmm. responsibly. Um, I like we looked at it and she's looking at me like you know puppy dog eyes and everything and and the guy is like is asking like do you want to take it and I just impulsively said like, what are you gonna fucking yeah. do I get it yeah yeah and I, I, I bought a fucking house like yeah that. yeah so I said yeah we'll take it so and she had her checkbook already to do the deposit like she God. had this all yeah give me
0: flashbacks yeah yeah
1: man <laughs> so I. <and then, laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'll deal with this shit later, and then um, I got this huge lump in my chest. Well, the chest. thing is, too, is like yeah. you're
0: saying in your mind, you're like, I'm giving you everything that you're telling me you want, right. and I think like this is going to suffice. Suffice. This is going to pacify you. Yes. And we're gonna find out. I now, already know yeah, it's you know, not gonna be enough. You no, know we're
1: gonna find out. <clears throat> so we sign the papers and everything like that, and I'm like, I'll deal with this with my parents later. So. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> So, I said, "You know, I'm still gonna stay, and as if your
0: parents didn't hate her enough,
1: yeah, yeah, and all that now they hate me on top of it. So, like we got an apartment. we're not gonna be here anymore, And they're like, What? like, well, I said, you weren't gonna go for it anyway, so I'm mean, like, I'm not even on the deed. you can rent the place out. I'm gonna still come back weekends. This is my my consolation. I'll still come back weekends and clean this place out. So, my life became this cycle of go to work." burn myself out, get to sleep at like, I don't know, 12, 1, get up at 6, and then work all day, do this whole five-day cycle, and then come here to my place now on weekends and like bust my ass and throw boxes on the curb until Sunday night and, and then- Go I to work. Go to work. So what, what ends up happening- Wash, I end up, rinse, and repeat. I end up blowing out my shoulder because mm-hmm. I'm doing so much and not you know, taking a break. So- now i got like a jacked up shoulder in february of 2021 i'm like i got like heating pads and icy hot on my shoulder the whole time i thought it's gonna go away like it it ends up being like the most painstaking injury i've ever had and i've had like plenty of sports injuries and stuff like that so we're going into stuff with the cats and we're going in now we're in a when we were in a house together and we can go off and separate if we had no argument now we were like facing each other there was no place to go there was a bedroom Mm -hmm. a living room and kitchen and they all kind of and you have, yeah, have a
0: full fucking house here
1: Yeah, a full fucking house here yeah um well the whole thing was she didn't want my mom's influence and that was away from it anything to do with my family was a reminder of everything that she didn't want mm-hmm. so get him out and get him away from that mm-hmm. and, and i can do whatever i want that's mm-hmm. kind of i guess what she wanted to do so as we're we we're going on and she would come here occasionally to help me but I was doing the bulk of the work and it was just like an endless thing if anybody has an old house you're dealing with generations of people's crap you're dealing with like and going sentimental value and stuff you, box. you don't want to yeah, throw out. so like I can't just like get a box and throw it out right. like I got to go through everything and sort it out and this is what we keep and this is what we throw out and she's setting up things like the salvation army and like we have a a pickup they leave stuff in the driveway Mm -hmm. they come get it and and this just seems like an endless process and and as we're going into to later 2021 um she's getting more into acting and and still actually grieving you know i'm not someone to put a time limit on, on on grieving but like it's just like stuff with her mom that that she didn't she's going through it she's going through it and like I don't know what to do anymore cuz I'm I'm like I've I've given you all my support and and I, I'm I'm here for you but like if you just want to shut me out and and do your own thing I know you have to grieve but it just we couldn't watch like anything with a hospital on TV there there was like just certain triggers that would just set her off and she became even more I think she lost part of her personality because she had this idea of what maybe her mom would want her to do and she took on traits of her mom. She's, I have to get my acting together. I have to get my, my vocals tight. I got to do, I have to put on a cooking show. Like she got this real industrious streak when she was just thinking about caretaking for it. Now she's got to get her her life and her career back together so of course this was met with you know if i questioned it or if i came between it i would get like a nasty remark i would get an attitude and of course I'm a, i want to be supportive how but
0: dare you question what she wants to do
1: yeah 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 but i also want to be included you know like we're into this together you know like i, I want to be part of your life now now she goes on these auditions and she's going on now um she gets all concerned about her appearance she's like doing veneers on her teeth she's Uh, thinking about spiraling using more contacts and not glasses anymore Mm -hmm. and getting her hair done more often and it's not that she's like looking for somebody else but all her attention is is focusing inward and it's almost like why am I here because you just want to do your own thing Mm -hmm. and you're kind of canceling me out so of course as this in the fall part of this year of 2021 I just saw we're just splitting apart we're just like going two separate directions and first time we met I talked about it with you she actually had some cosmetic surgery done, which she never did before. And I'm like, I'm not even making you do this. You want to do, do this? And, and and she's like, just, can you take a day off of work? And I take a day off of work. I take her down there, and it's a big procedure. I take her back, and I mean, I'm, I'm like cleaning blood up off the floor because like you have bandages after that surgery and stuff like that. And I'm like, is this all worth it? I'm like, this is what you're going through for your... I don't even know what the type of role she but. Apparently she was getting some like Netflix, but they're all pilots. So like you don't know what's going to get taken and not. So she's doing a play. She's doing this. She's she's um, rehearsing for this one play, which I, I was really into the character she told me, but she had to learn an instrument she never played before. So she's, she's up, uh, and I'm not knocking the role or anything, but she was up like three in the morning practicing violin and she's hired a teacher and she's getting online tutorials. And I'm like, wow. All of a sudden she's getting this rush of endos- dopamine. Yeah. And then, which I think it was... A nice thing to do she wanted to do her mom's recipes but a, veg- a vegan version of them and have her relatives on as a guest to go through the recipes with her and do like a youtube cooking show i'm like these are all great ideas but i'm like they're all coming in so quick and so fast and it's like these are are just the all her pipe dreams are becoming more important than our relationship and i'm like are we even getting married anymore like oh that, yeah it got to that point where like like if you don't you need these things more than me and it, it was just driving us further apart and I didn't even know where I stood anymore. So of course like I have I'm human, I have I have needs and desires and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So um I didn't mention this but we had this uh this brief time when she was living in um the other apartment where she she went through my phone and mm-hmm. she saw all these things that she didn't like. You know, she saw like pictures or whatever like that. And she's like Were you talking to other girls? I wasn't talking to other girls, but I was looking up like pho- you know, like photographs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I um I admitted to it and I said I'm not gonna do that anymore And for a year I got be I got real into going to meditation and going into doing everything pretty much to clear myself out for her Mm -hmm. you know like but i was doing it for me too but for her and and plus i don't want her looking through my phone anymore like well not for nothing too like you know
0: you're going through all this stuff and all you want is her i'm not trying to justify anything you do too but right you you know you're i know my part too right like you know you're you're doing what you want to do and um like you said you have needs and you, you know she's there physically but there's such a distance that you guys can't mesh
1: there's not even an emotional like i'm getting right like, like you look at you like you like me anymore yeah like, right that type of thing mm-hmm. so um i guess i kind of lapsed in that in that fall period of like just looking at something stupid like TikTok or reels or something and they're not even you know they're not porn but they're just like you know suggestive dance mm-hmm. videos or whatever you want to call them and one night she goes through my phone and she finds them and this this erupted into she. She held it for a day, like she didn't talk about it for a day. And I come back and I was hanging out with my friend. And I come back and I see my phone, and she's like, she's made photos of everything. I guess she she went into the site or whatever this many times, like you logged onto this and you looked at this, and it was the like, hell? and it was like my watch history or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Okay. Well, not for
0: nothing, dude. Again, I'm not justifying anything you did. Right. But it kinda looked like it sounds like she was looking for something to pin on you so that if the blame ever turned on her, she would at least have something to hold against you so she could say, Well what about you? What about you? You did this, you did this.
1: Right. You know? Right. So we have this this big you know, like the whole sit down after Trying to, to make you concert. into, like, a porn addict. Yeah, right. Right. Which was, like, not the, the case at all. But, like, it was, like, a brief lapse because because we were just doing our own thing. and It's fine. You don't have to explain. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not going to say it, but, yeah. So whatever it was, it was. And I, I owned up to it. I apologized for it. I'm like, so what happened? Because she started talking about me in the past tense all of a sudden. I'm like, so what's going to happen now? And she's like, oh, you. well, I, I think we should separate. Mm-hmm. I'm like over this I'm like this is gonna after all
0: we've been through in six years over TikTok videos yeah this is what it's come to
1: you know taking to see your mom and like helping you through all your hardships and like standing by you through thick and thin this is, is is like the the last straw you've had. This like, is this is the straw that breaks the camel's w- back? When there was like nothing for like a year and I like, I proved that to you and I was on that conditional engagement that like mm-hmm. lasted a, a, even more than a year. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm giving you your ring back and I want you out by tomorrow. And that was what? her exact words. So she, she waited for my reaction and I was just like this, shaking my head and she's like, so are you going to punch the wall or something? Like I would react like that. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. But I'm like, this just seems like The wrong reaction and the wrong...
0: A gross overreaction.
1: Overreaction. Yeah. How to take this and how to end our relationship over something so trivial. You want to know why?
0: I mean, this is just... And and I could be wrong. Why can't we work through this? Right. But I'm no expert. I'm no expert and I could be wrong. But to me, it sounds like she figured out that she wasn't your only focus. And she was like... That's true. You're not completely solitarily focused on me. And I'm going to punish you for that.
1: And your checklist... It's got maybe half a slash in, in that one box. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that I'm going to cancel mm-hmm. you for. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And all the other shit that you
0: did and you took care of and exactly. you helped me with me. And we've been through all this. But I just found out that I'm not your sole purpose in life. Like, my, your life does not revolve around me.
1: Yeah. So that she's like, her words where I think I can't stay with somebody that does this. That I briefly lapsed into. The, some people do this on a... A, a daily basis, and they stay with each other and they watch shit together or whatever they do or they don't. But to just size me up like that and think that I can't get over this, I can't work, and we can't work through this is just something.
0: Don't take this the wrong way. Yeah. It sounds like there's some other motive that you may not know about. It could be
1: a hidden motive. Maybe. That I haven't actually probably found out yet, but I just know that night I stayed on the couch and by the next morning all my stuff was. Put in boxes. What? All, all the stuff that, that you're going to take out of here that I can see. Yeah. My ring was on the table. What? Like, by the nightstand. Like, she had this all planned. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Because she needed that day that she didn't talk to me to, like, set all this up so she could set up the, the day after. What an overreaction. Right? Yeah. And then... um it's weird how it's a calm overreaction. Yeah, though. it's a calm It's like a very like... But with no explanation. No, thing. yeah. It's yeah. so, a discard. Um, I was supposed to go see her shoot that day. She was going to um, audition somewhere, um, her performance actually. So I was going to go to the performance, so I'm, I'm like, so I guess I'm not going to your performance. But I was like, no, you're going to take all your stuff and leave. And my name's on the lease and I paid most of the rent and everything. I I didn't know my, my rights yet before I talked to my attorney friend, of course. And I didn't know that I could just stand my ground and stay there. But but to be honest, with the toxicity in that room, I didn't really want to Take stay there. Take it from either.
0: me, man. You don't want to st- didn't, you want, to didn't st- want to stay there because so,
1: she would have found a way to get you out if you catch my drift. So I I did what I had to do. I I said goodbye to the cats. I changed their litter for the last time. I packed my car as much as it could be packed. Mm. And I drove back back here. And that's where I am right now. And it that was almost six months ago, mm-hmm. probably seven months ago. So, where I am now, we've had brief encounters where we've. Thank just, God you didn't
0: actually get married, by the way.
1: No, we didn't. And after that, we had one actually meeting. I think I told you about where where she was all kind of weepy, and we're talking about like what if we got back together and all that. And then the second time we hung out together, or you know, just exchanged things, it got real bitter because we had all that paperwork with the uh, with the apartment, this leasing. Uh, Uh, the management company and we had to like, you know, to get my name off the lease. I got my attorney involved. I, I wrote a letter to her and then then it got ugly after that. And of course, after we did all that stuff and then we still had other things to sort through, it just, it's been awkward ever since that we've, you know, interacted with each other. So I, she made it clear, very clear because I thought in the beginning we might have a chance of reconciling that was never in her mind. I don't really think seriously, mm-hmm. so we were just. I mean, I think we're just bound to go our separate ways and just figure out our own lives. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we we're. I'm the only one that actually had a relationship since we've been apart. So mm-hmm. I know f- for a fact that she's not been with anybody. So I don't know if she she wants to be with anybody, but um, maybe I w- I was the one that she thought that you know scared her away from marriage. She's trying to
0: find a weak person really sh- to manipulate. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying you're
1: weak, but she's still there has to be waiting someone, on the perfect prey. She can influence someone that's never seen a <laughs> you know a naked woman before or something.
0: <laughs> yeah dude, well listen, I mean
1: yeah. there's
0: a clear there's a clear build up, there's a clear love bomb, there's a clear You
1: can see all that.
0: You can see it all. Yeah. And um More you can 19. see a it's weird because most times the discard especially when i hear from other people is much more dramatic only in the way of like yours was very calm and deliberate and like get the fuck out over something super trivial and that's why i said like i don't want to say very
1: subtle incognito type thing yeah right?
0: yeah and well you'll never know I'll you never may know. never know you may never know you may know you may never know i, but- I
1: am slightly interested though <laughs>
0: Like I'm mark. slightly interested too. And I bet people listening to this would be slightly interested in, in, cause I don't know if anybody else listened to this. It feels like I do while he's telling the story, but I just think that, you know, TikTok videos aren't a reason for discard and I, and I don't want to make you lose sleep at night or anything, but yeah. it sounds like there's more to the story that you don't know. But the part of the story that you told is awesome. Um, I'm glad that you and I were able to connect. I'm glad that you and I became friends. I'm glad that, you know, it's funny because, you know, we see each other you know, probably weekly and we yeah. you say, oh, I heard you do episode of the podcast and I can relate and I can relate and I can relate. And, I'm, you know, I'm glad that you and I were able to connect over this. And uh,
1: and I hear bits and pieces of my story in here, too, even though I don't think I would categorize her as a blatant, over-the-top narcissist. She has those tendencies, mm-hmm. though, and mm-hmm. they come out in certain mm-hmm certain other people's stories and certainly very manipulative and manipulative yeah and very self-seeking self-driven and but um i don't even know because like we've been in therapy and stuff like that i I wouldn't know what to categorize her as but
0: there's certainly narcissistic tendencies for sure tendencies without a doubt yeah all right, dude. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I'm um, looking forward to it. And I know that, you know, we've, like I said, we've talked a lot about these episodes and I'm glad that I get to put, you know, my friends on this. This is cool that I get to it's do It's awesome shit I got to
1: this. be on it. I have no idea. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Thank you, Mike, for doing this. And uh, until next time, everybody.